The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. All right, welcome to the SWP, everybody. It's Magical Tales of Sports and Whatever. Today it's NHL, Olympics, downtown Ottawa stuff, and more. But let's take a moment to thank our fantastic sponsors. There is no show without Jim K. Ford, All Insurance Ontario, and the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. Thanks to the listeners, including the legends, our great Patreon members, who pay a little something-something monthly to help keep our show rolling. And why am I doing all this thanking? It is because... It is the 700th episode yeah, of baby. the SWP. Yes. And Jimmy, you're celebrating by being in a new country. Well, yes, well done. Absolutely. Yeah. Heaven. I'm in heaven. Love Daddy. it. I come from you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm coming to you today uh, from Florida, Stevie. And uh, it's so nice down here. Of course, I live in northern Alberta, which you never move there for the weather. I told right. you. So I'm just tapping out an email. Uh, to my children that uh, they're going to have to carry on for the rest of their life because I'm staying here. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> we got 20 to 30 centimeters, they say, last night. So I am, uh, I'm sure that the good listener, most of whom are here in Ottawa, are green with envy right now. What are you going to do today? I'm golfing, man. It's a golf holiday yeah, with, with buddies. So that's what I'm oh, doing. Beautiful. Yeah. What are you doing today? Um, no, that's not, that's not, not that. Nice, you know? Not that. Shoveling. Yeah, got a bit of shoveling to do. Thankfully, I got that guy. I spent I spent five hundred bucks, and the guy comes. Cause you know how long my driveway is. I would even if I had, you know, a really good snowblower. It's still a big job. So I just pay a guy five hundred bucks, and he's done in about ten minutes. It's the best investment of any investment I have. Yeah, it's a little tough, Steve. When you guys, are, you know, when when people like you decide to, you know, move out of the city, you know, we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, buy a big place like you have, you know, with acres and all that stuff. And then your young children uh, are, are having to do the equivalent of going to prison by shoveling a driveway and cutting the grass. Right, right. You know, so good on you for hiring someone. <laughs> I wish my kids were a little more active in that department, but uh, it's all on me, unfortunately. Um, we got lots to get to today, James. Yes. Mm-hmm. Things are getting very interesting in downtown Ottawa. This thing now about to go into its fourth week, this downtown occupation, demonstration, protest, whatever you want to call it. Um, we, of course, had a police chief change. Uh, we've got an interim police chief after Peter slowly resigned. The police board had a bunch of changes, including the chair being removed. And so they seem to now have a little more hardline stance, and they're now arresting folks. Two of the main organizers have been arrested this morning. They've got a complete secure area downtown, and that includes police checkpoints. So basically anybody who tried, they're they're basically encouraging everybody to not go downtown, but those who do go downtown are going to be subject to police checkpoints to make sure that they have a reason to be there. They're not joining in on the protest. So there have been several other arrests as well. So it looks like they're taking a more hardline stance after many weeks of warnings. Well, good. Yeah, yeah, good. I'd say. Um, it's sort of, well, hopefully there won't be any violence. Yes. Um, I don't know where they're going to put them all. Uh, maybe they should all just put their uh, chewing tobacco on their nose, Steve, and stand in the corner for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Time out for you, dunce cap or something like yeah. that. Is dunce okay to say? I don't even know. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I heard um, the guys I'm here with are fr- from Ottawa. 
Uh, so they were looking online and showing me pictures of hundreds of police cruisers that are setting up and per- perhaps trying to move back the barricades a little bit at a time yeah. or, or move them in, like make the circle tighter or something like that. So, yeah, I think there's a I lot of what re- to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think there's just a lot of relief right now in Ottawa. I know personally speaking, I felt a little bit of relief that there was finally some pushback because I think, I mean, it's it's a bit of Monday morning quarterbacking to say that they should have done this right from day one. I think most people probably thought, like most protests, they'd come, they'd arrive here, they'd say their piece, maybe spend the weekend, and then they'd go. I don't know that this happens commonly enough where people would say, oh, they should have known. That's, to me, 50-50 hindsight stuff. Right, right. Anyway, yeah. we should get into some sports talk today because that's a lot more fun than that nonsense. And yes. uh, you're gonna be, you're gonna be playing a little golf. Good for you. What do you expect? What are you expecting? When's the last time you played a round of golf? What are you expecting score wise? Well, you know, all these guys who holiday down in Florida. You know, I'm at the age now where uh, all of my friends, Steve. Uh, well, a hundred percent of them are more successful than I've ever been, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all retired. And uh, so when you, you come down here, you know, we're sitting around with a few guys last night and, and they go like this, you know, and they go, oh, my God, uh, you know, the last time I swung a club was it was like four weeks ago, man, in the beginning of January, you know, the last time I played. Right? <laughs> I go, oh, OK, OK, well, last time I played was August, you yeah. know, of uh, 2019. Um, so it's been it's been a while, but I'm coming back with a vengeance, Stevie. I slowed down on the golf. So I'm coming after everyone today. It's like riding a bike, Steve. It's like, sure, yeah. Or as my dad used to say, uh, you got to hand it to the to the Scots for inventing a game uh, that can keep you away from your wife and kids for five hours. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say you had your wife convinced for a long time that it was a seven or eight hour? I did. Yeah, I did. Something like that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, the thing absolutely. about the the absence of golf makes you think that it's awesome again. But then you get out there, and if you're hitting it sideways, it suddenly eh, it doesn't take long to not be awesome. But just it's awesome right. that uh, you get a chance to get away from the cold stuff. I don't know if you had a chance, but did you see um, in our last episode, we just missed the final Canada versus the U.S. Canadian women reclaiming the gold. Uh, Marie-Philippe Poulin, she got two goals in the thing. She, fascinating story about her and that she is so clutch, the, the Canadian captain as Canada wins 3-2 over the U.S. and takes the gold. Every gold medal that Marie-Philippe Poulin has been part of, she has won three now. She has scored the game-winning goal in the gold medal game every single time. Yeah, I heard that. And and the other, there was another amazing stat that the score between Canada and U.S. has been 3-2 like, like multiple times, multiple times. Oh. Anyway, I watched it. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, the old the old Olympic feeling of watching your company or watching your country play for gold it was cool. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, way to go, ladies. Nice yeah, job. And and Renee Desbiens was just excellent in goal because I, I I don't think there was much to separate the two teams. Canada got out to an early three nothing lead, and the Americans worked their way back in. And the Canadian goalie Desbiens was Trebien. Huh? Huh? Oh, Not God. so bad. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was Trey Bien. Right or down, Trey Bien. Well, overall, though, uh, justice served. Canada gets the gold medal back. And, and what a run for Canadian ladies, Jimmy. Last year at the Olympics, 
Christine Sinclair and our Canadian women's soccer team win gold. And then right back the next year, the ladies are absolutely killing it on the sports yeah. scene. Yeah, cool. Yeah, really yeah. good. So um, what else do we got today? We've got, uh, la, 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 la. Uh, let's round up the Olympics. Two medals in the women's half pipe. Team Gushu got bronze, as you probably know by now. Yep. Uh, Laurent Dubray was a winner in uh, the 1,000-meter speed skate. Uh, got a silver medal, I should say. And uh, Christine Dubrois fourth at the halfway point in bobsleigh. Um, and watching that bobsleigh and, 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 or skeleton or whatever slaying event it is, it just, I don't know, that's the scariest thing in the universe to me. You know, you're in kind of a, you know, a big encased thing in the bobsleigh. That's one thing. But when you're basically the sled in the others, some of them like the the skeleton, skeleton. Yeah, yeah. You crash. It's all you. It's all. It's just all you smashing against things. There's no little car around you or anything like that. It's just all you. Is that the scariest Olympic event, or is it? Is it the ski jump? Well, I'll tell you what. If you're a parent, okay. Imagine if your kid came home and said, uh, "Hey, mom and dad, I want to. I'm interested in this uh, this this thing called skeleton." Right. Oh yeah. Let's have a. What is it? Uh, and when you explain it to your your folks, you know, it's well. You go. You go. You you lie in this little crappy little sled with two runners on it, and you rip down at 120 miles an hour, face first. Okay. And uh, no, you're not doing that. No, yeah. you're not. Yeah. No. So, son, can you tell me what kind of protection you'll have on your body? Well, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll have a a skin tight spandex all over my body. That'll be my protection from when I'm hurtling down the track at about a zillion miles an hour. Oh, sounds great, son. I saw Larry the Cable Guy doing a bit on this, actually, where, where the, you know, if he talked about the skeleton in the Olympics, right? And he say, well, so-and-so, um, you know, um, uh, Franz, Franz Fritz from Germany went down and in a freak accident, uh, you know, flew off the track and busted his back, right? And Larry the Cable Guy's going... That's not a freak accident, okay? That's, okay, two clowns in a knife fight, and you getting stabbed by mistake? Okay, that's a freak accident. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a freak. I can't do the yeah. accent. Well, the Montreal Canadiens, maybe it was a freak accident, but they finally won a hockey game. Their ten-game winless skid is over, and Marty Saint Louis has a victory. We'll talk about that coming up after these words. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums, since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is your Ottawa certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They take away all the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage, vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. That is peace of mind. Check out jimk4.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. And if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, we recommend the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped me sell a home, and he sets aside a budget to help you out with painting, cleaning, staging, and even updating the ceiling lights for us. We got multiple offers, and the home sold for well over asking price. Call the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. A couple other things I want to get to. Marty St. Louis has his first head coaching win. It's uh, It's been a few games for him and for the team itself. I think, right. they're, in a, I think they're in the midst of a 10-game slide. He said it was a dream of his 
to coach an NHL team, four games behind the bench, and a whirlwind week in one of the world's biggest hockey markets. He can now finally say he has a coaching victory. Um, the Habs came back from one goal down to clinch a 3-2 overtime win over the Blues on Thursday night, and that snaps one of the worst winless skids in franchise history. And I think it's a, I think it was 10 games, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just so bizarre to see this club in the state that it is. You think back to when you and I grew, grew up, James, back yeah. in the 70s. It was, I don't know, it was an automatic. It was assumed the Habs would win almost nightly. There was one year, I think in the late 70s, where they only lost eight or nine games the entire season. And so to see them in this state is just weird. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh you know, as they say, right, that that you can't fire when a team's going bad. You can't you can't get rid of the twenty one players or whatever, right? So the the coaches are fall guys, and uh, you need look no further than than my team, Edmonton. Tippett, I thought was a great great coach, and then they fired him, and everyone said, "Well, you'll see, you'll see that that will not make a difference with this team." You know that they're they're going bad. They're starting to slip away, so they hired this guy Woodcroft, and uh, so he's come on and. People were right, or were they? As he's four and zero, Stevie. Right. Yeah, the co- the coaching changes. So I told everyone, Steve. I told you, man, the coaching change is a good idea. <laughs> that's what you need to do. So well, and that's you always wonder about that. Uh, that worked out great because when you see that immediate spark, you say to yourself, maybe a new voice was absolutely what was required. When you see the success the team has immediately after a coaching change, you mentioned the Oilers one. The same thing happened earlier this year with Bruce Boudreau and the Canucks. Right, I think they went right. on like a six or seven game win streak, something like that. And on the other side of the coin, you see the Habs continue to limp along and lose four straight right after Marty St. Louis gets there. It's nothing against St. Louis, but it tells you that there's a lot bigger issue with the core of the franchise than the voice behind the bench. It made no difference at all, and they barely won this one last night. Yeah, and he got the great endorsement, right? We are talking last week. Because uh, everyone's going, Marty in St. Louis, man. You know, we broke it down, right? It's got, got no experience as a coach. You know, usually these guys come up through the ranks, you know, an assistant GM somewhere, maybe the head co- coach of the farm team or something. Uh, and then they, when they hired him again, uh, they said, yeah, it's not going to be about the wins and losses. Uh, and I said, Wait a minute. In Montreal? <laughs> but yeah, that's like that's like getting a new goalie and saying, uh, it's not about how many he lets in, Stevie. Okay. He's our guy. He's our guy no matter what. Right. Okay, we're gonna we're, we're not gonna worry about that. Okay, boy, where do I sign up for my season's tickets again, Stevie? Yeah. Uh, the pressure to win in Montreal is like nowhere else. Like I say, back in the day it was a scenario of a rebuild in Montreal would mean you only got to the third round, right? <laughs> right. Now, right, right. N- now you're dead last overall. Um, any sort of glory that the Habs had has, uh, I mean, it's still there. Don't get me wrong, but it's uh, it's got a lot of uh, mold and tarnish on it at the moment. They're just another team subject to all the uh, the foibles that other teams can fall into. Uh, it's, just, it's just weird to see. Meanwhile, uh, the local team here, the Ottawa Senators, they're just they're just sort of playing at the string here, but got to say with all the injuries they have, they're actually playing all right. They beat the Sabres last night three to one, 
And yeah. all I could think about when I watched that thing was that's just a terrible hockey game. That is just boring. If I'm running the NHL, I look at a game like that and there's often, it's not like there's any shortage of those games. Thankfully, there's lots of exciting ones too, but it feels to me like, God, make some changes to this thing because I had to sit that, through that Sens game last night and it was just painful, so boring. And I said to myself, there's got to be a more foolproof way of, you know, because we, we just mentioned coaching. Coaching has taken so much of the the action and the um, any of the spontaneity out of the game. I want anarchy when I watch hockey. I don't want to watch this perfect you know, cycling and, and uh, systems-based the coaching just, just snuff the life out of it some nights. Right. That should never happen. That should never be allowed to happen. And it, it happens too frequently for my liking. And I certainly saw it in that Sens win over the Sabres 3-1 to one last night. Go to four-on-four, four, make the goalie equipment bigger. Let's get on with it so that we, we almost never see these types of performances. That was a boring hockey game. Yeah. Well, you know where they missed the boat, Steve, the Senators, is they should have hired uh, Martin St. Louis. But you know what I mean? I just don't mean too many games you sit down and you have to wait for what seems like half an hour between interesting things happening out, out there on the ice. Don't you think? Well, they did. Yeah. Uh, you know, I always think back to the Jersey days, right? With, with, which I didn't even know what it was at the time until it got explained, you know, what the trap was, right? When everyone started complaining about, they got to yeah. fix this, man. They got to fix this, right? Uh, so it was kind of like shutting a team down at set, between the two blue lines, right? Was this trap where you put I don't know three guys across, two behind them, or something? So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's I, I get it, man. I get it. That's that's why the women's game. That's why that women's game is so good, you know. Um, wh- when you watch that gold medal game and you watch the two teams who are equal play against each other, uh, tons of action, you know, tons and tons of action. Loved it. Um, you basically have to get the players in a different headspace. You know, whether it's the four check you're using or a trap situation or always being on the right side of the puck and doing things exactly the right way, they're able to do those things to, to you know kind of minimize scoring chances. If if you have more space out there or your goaltender has smaller equipment, suddenly these places where you can go ahead and leave a guy with the puck like way out on the boards, suddenly that's a scoring opportunity. The way it is right now, and I'm only using goalie equipment as an example, I just like to see something to change in the NHL because it can be such a wonderful, spontaneous, fluid, fast, exciting thing to watch. But right now the coaches have just got it all figured out and the goalies with their equipment, they've got it all figured out too for the most part. And uh, I just want to see something. and I just don't want to see those types of games anymore. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you what though, Stevie, it's a little unfair uh, when, when you say that and other people say that, that t- to put all of this on the goalies all the time, right? People have been talking about this for years, right? To check out the trapper that Gump Worsley used to the one they use now, right? Is, is, the, is the size of a sheet of drywall, you know, what, what, their blocker, you know? And everyone's going, they got to do that. Make the net bigger, make the, you know, the goalie equipment smaller, all, all kinds of shit. So, you know, that's, no, that's no good. That's no fun for the goalie. Uh, I don't, but I don't know what other changes you can make to, to spruce it up. But I think that's the least invasive way you can make the game better. I, I just, with all due respect to the goalie union, and they seem to be very strong. I don't, I don't, I don't get how. What are there? You know, something like sixty-four goalies in the NHL. I don't understand why everybody caters to them exactly. Don't we want a more exciting product? Get rid of offside. 
Stevie. Get rid of offside. No, yeah, that would be it. I'd say at the Board of Governors meeting, you know. Yeah, Jim a- Jerome. Jim Jerome here. Uh, you know, assistant uh, GM of the minor team. What if... Get rid of offside. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll be willing to experiment with anything, but I think the least invasive way of changing things would be smaller goalie equipment because the, the onus should be on protection, not enhancement, not enhancing the ability to make saves. That was never the intention. The only right. reason any goalie wears different gear than any other skater out there is because they're getting pelted with a puck. You want to protect them. Right. The equipment shouldn't be enhancing them. Like I look at Matt Murray, the, the Sens, for example. You see him in his civvies and you say... Who's that guy out on the ice? Like he's three times bigger, right? It, it, that that shouldn't be the, the the rule of equipment. And I'm not just looking for more scoring. I'm looking to loosen up the game. The, there's positions on the ice you simply 100% cannot score from. Smaller mm-hmm. goalie equipment, suddenly you can score from there. Right. So that loosens up everything. Now a guy you can leave alone in the current situation, you just leave him out there. It's fine. Now you have to kind of take away that guy and now that loosens everything up so that's just that's all right not, i'll go with you that's I'll not go a with new, you. that's not a new take not a fresh take but i did watch the sends and sabers and was bored out of my mind last night particularly after the night before where i watched a game with the ladies where so much was on the line here are two also rands in the atlantic division in the nhl means nothing uh and the game itself was not entertaining the game night the night before meant everything and uh canada wins its first gold medal uh in the ladies side since 2014 so that was cool anyway i'm gonna let you get going on your golf excursion yeah, i'm distracted can you tell i'm distracted I'm you're a little distracted yeah, you're, cha- you're yeah. champing at the bit there's no doubt about that i know that. i know i'm like you know usually i got a lot to say i'm you know when you're telling me about you know the sends the sends that game was completely boring and i'm going i think i'll hit three wood off the first tee <laughs> i hope my short game's okay you know it's not too much for, so i apologize steve i apologize no i'd be the same way if I was near a golf course, very distractible for sure. Uh, we'll be back with final thoughts in just a moment. Hey, are you thinking about a pre-owned vehicle? Jim K. Ford is your Ottawa-certified pre-owned Ford dealer, and they take all the worry out of buying a pre-owned vehicle, like a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage, vehicle history report, financing rates from 1.99%. That is all good stuff. 24-hour roadside assistance. Don't forget that and see them today. JimKFord.com. They're at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Uh, my best to everybody. I know there's some uh, guys that I know that are in your group, so my best to yep. the fellas. Tell them to have one for me and uh, enjoy. Wait, how long are you going to be there for? Uh, well, it's supposed to be 10 days, but I think I'm staying a little longer. My, my host doesn't know yet, but I don't know, mid-June or something like that. You know what else <laughs> is down here, Steve? Nazi Kandi, uh, Raul. Oh, nice. Yeah, who, who you know. So That would be the uh, reference to... The mispronunciation that he used to have of Nazem Kadri yes. that it came out Nazi candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, have okay. fun, man. I appreciate you jumping on, and uh, we'll be back on Monday with a more focused uh, Jimmy because yes. he's going to be miserable about golf right now. He is all about golf. <laughs> <I will be. laughs> you so, know what they got to change? Yeah, it'll be Monday. Is going to be. I'll tell you what they got to make easier: golf. Okay, that's what they got to yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, have you seen the course Take- yet? Is it nice? 
Oh yeah, I've played it before. Yep, yeah, I've played it before. I've been down here a few times in my life, so beauty. Um, yeah, it's all, it's all good. I'll have a full report, Steve. Right. You know good. me, Stevie. I'm just convincing the guys right now, saying, "Look, at seven footers are good. That's a gimme. Okay, that's a gimme." <laughs> and I'll take ten mulligans. That'll be fine too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Some way, somehow, I'm going to shoot eighty. You know, I'll make the rules, and then we'll add them up after. Very good. All right, well, have fun. Our website, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, stevewproject.com. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll talk to you again on Monday. Thanks, Jimmy. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.